you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the League Podcast features a former mailman. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Chris Wessling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. How was well, Tejas? Good-ish. Texas was great. It was hot. There was a baby shower that I had to partake in. Had to, for your own child. Uh, you know, there are certain things, as you, you know, have, Mark, there are things that you have to do. You don't have to, Most people don't have to do that, though. You've never been to your own baby shower, Mark, I assume. I have not. Well, as I mentioned, I have logged probably three or 400 life hours at birthday parties for children <laughs> under the yeah, age of two. Yeah, that's bad, so. too. That's just as bad. I've done some yeah, they, I, usually the men are not involved. For those, I don't even know if for our foreign listeners have any any type of uh, situation They're where there's a shower involved. Yeah, but uh, I ended up having to be at mine. I had to wear a sombrero. It was all very humiliating. I, it's not what? really worth getting into. I am glad to be back in the studio where, you know, you guys did great. I listened to most of the two shows, and I <laughs> thought, you know, it was pretty nice, pretty polished, mostly professional. I liked it. I'd like, well, Greg did a fine job, right? Greg in the chair. The open was all for you. The opening open. The one on, I guess it was Wednesday, you know, when I didn't get mentioned. <laughs> I, that hurt a little bit. And then, Greg, you made a point of it on Friday to mention me up top. And then I thought Chris got out of that too quickly. Instead of maybe some more riffing on what's it like to be, you know, Dan, not to be here. I take the fall for this? I, you know, I'm just being honest. Mm. This is a trust My takeaway was, uh, you know, having to miss the show. Two weeks ago, for family issues, I dial in to listen that night, and Dan is taking me to town for not mm. being in the studio, and then promptly misses an entire week of shows. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I had I had a written excuse for my wife, though. Baby shower, as I said earlier. Had to do it. Had to go. Sometimes you got to do things. Showers. The gold standard behind the glass. One day, Wes, you will be at one as nah. well. Uh, you, the amount of vitriol I have, I have spewed on this subject... During my late 20s, mm. could fill a, a, a Tolstoy novel. Well, don't worry, because Dan's informed us Goodness. that only America celebrates the birth of children. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to get a lot of tweets about this now, and maybe there is some type of uh, custom. Gold Standard, you also had your soccer podcast. I did. Over on the Damashek show. I have not listened to that yet, but I've heard some good things. So congratulations on that. Thank on you the very other much. side of the glass. So check that out if you're a football fan. Mark, the World Cup is starting up this week. At, well, listen, Wesleyan, we both listen to the podcast, and I don't branch out to a lot of other sports, but I watched some tennis yesterday, mm, enjoyed wow. it. I was tweeting. I was, no, I was going back and forth with Greg on the phone about that. And then this podcast that uh, Gold Standard did, informative. In fact, yeah, rivaling from, for that sport, what we do here on the football, the American football Going scene. out. The American on, grid on top. I mean, this is your last week here, Gold Standard. This so. is it. This is it. This is the end. Feels really sad. Well, we're going to celebrate it in style today. We will. And, yes, and let's get to the show because we will, as we spoke about, we knew before Gold Standard left for good to uh, begin his quest for world domination, we wanted to do one more game of Win Wes's Toaster, the famous game that Wes, uh, a trivia game in which Wes has dominated for months now. Um, we wanted to get one more game in because the Gold Standard has his elimination chamber which has been very active of late, and he, he feels like he's found some good contestants. So Wes will be getting involved with these callers, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there's some young pups, but, you know, I feel good about them. Okay, mm. good. So we're gonna that will be at the end of the show, so you got to stay tuned for that or skip ahead. But if you do that, that's, you know, that ain't cool. L listen to the show. Learn about football. It's almost like you got to earn the toaster in a way, just like <laughs> the caller has to potentially earn the toaster. Because we're also going to talk about making the leap. We've, we've teased that a little bit. Um, that this was going to be starting up where we have we the around the league team chooses. We went into our lab and we chose 25 people. What, yeah, they're humans. 25 players 
that will make the figurative leap in 2014. And we started it with number 25 that was put up today on the website. And we'll get to that, who that player is. Uh, but before that, once again, gold standard. Now for one of the final times. We got three left now. There's two left. Two I'm left. Afraid, yeah. Oh, my. Let's do some news, buddy. Let's do it, sir. All right, so the Oakland Raiders traded for Matt Schaub, as we know, and uh, they touted all during the offseason that he was the long-term solution for the franchise and not a, a bridge of any kind. Or They, they seem to view that Schaub's regression in Houston was something that was going to reverse, but now we're starting to learn that maybe the team isn't so high on Schaub as the future there. Although Schaub continues to take the bulk of first-team practice reps, for the Raiders, NFL media's Albert Breer reports there is now internal belief that the veteran will be pushed for, by Carr for the starting job. According to Breer, Carr already has convinced Team Brass that he won't need a redshirt season, uh, which means Schaub is going to have to earn this job. And Wes, I'll, I'll let you start here. You wrote the post. Um, everything we've seen does, shows us that maybe he's not a guy that should have been handed anything, and maybe he's not going to be now. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in Oakland. It raised my eyebrows when uh, Dennis Allen said he was on par with Phillip Rivers and Peyton Manning. And then two weeks ago, he called Matt Schaub a top 10 NFL quarterback. I don't know if they really believe this stuff or they're just saying it. Because anyone who's watched Schaub, I mean, top 10 quarterbacks don't get benched for Case Keenum, do they? I wonder what's coming out of Oakland every offseason when it comes to quarterbacks. I tend to not believe anything in this OTA minicamp silly season, especially out of Oakland, especially if it's, you know, some people pumping up their players. At this time a year ago, we were hearing about how good Tyler Wilson looked with some first-team snaps. And Matt McGloin was having a great time and was going to be the future. So I don't know what to make of it. I think it's just a team and a fan base just looking for hope. So they're going to look for it in Schaub, and they're going to look for it in their boy Carr. And if you are Dennis Allen and you're the Raiders situation after all that's gone on with Reggie McKenzie, you, you can't wait around to put the better quarterback in, I don't think. if they Starting a rookie's nothing new. I'd be surprised if some of these guys don't start much sooner than they've been predicted to. But if Matt Schaub is who he was last year and even going into the end of the 2012 season, he's not going to last for long. I'd like to congratulate Raiders fans because, you know, listening to their players, they already have the Lombardi Trophy locked up. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, you know, you have a special relationship troll, troll, with Raiders fans at the, <laughs> at the moment. It's, like it's been a while. Forever, yeah. I want to commend, by the way. <laughs> they, Se- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to commend Mark Sessler, by the way. No paperwork in front of him for today's podcast. Typically, you have like an aged oak tree worth of <laughs> paperwork in front of you, pre- preparation for the show. Today, nothing. Again, I am. I, you guys have you know high octane laptops. And oh, whatever. I've got nothing in front of me, so it I just, like. It's, it's good. You're more in the moment. You're gonna I be firing. Forgot to not print so analytical. Out. More just from the gut, from the heart. So we're expecting some hot takes. Hashtag footloose and fancy free. Carry on. Would you say you've blocked more Raiders fans? than all other fan bases combined, or just... That's a fair question. <laughs> I would, I, I've been blocking people for very small matters just because I don't care about how many followers I have anymore. I just want my, my Twitter <laughs> dialogue to be good. I don't want... Yeah. Which will probably never happen. Well, I mean, like, I tweeted some Andrew Luck stuff out the other night, and anybody who responded back with Andrew Luck criticism, I immediately blocked, because I don't want anybody that's stupid <laughs> <What>? following me. <laughs> like, if you're stupid enough to criticize Andrew Luck, that you can go follow someone else, not me. You do kind of sound like a Eastern European dictator. Right. Mm. The way you, you say, you're Twitter, right. he disagreed with me, so now he's dead, essentially. Twitter is not a nation. And it's not, is a, it? it's not a right. It's a privilege. Right. It's, I, <laughs> I'm starting to see things differently. The way Wes is attacking, it's kind of like it's your living room. Right. And he doesn't want anything uh, stupid in his living room that doesn't like Andrew Luck. That's his room. Right. But, who, who, said, who says on Twitter you have to allow people to follow you? And, mm. <laughs> wow, <this is> awesome. <laughs> That's fair. And speaking of Wes, who's always been very liberal in how he, he blocks people, you told us downstairs before the show that you have a new <laughs> reason for blocking people, which really is almost, it blows my mind. Like, there's brain matter on the wall after you told me this. If, if someone's going to tweet me about a player with a common surname like Brown or Smith or Anderson, 
and they don't include the first name, I'm going to block them. <laughs> I mean, how am I supposed to read your mind? You would have been. You would I'd have, be afraid. I'm. I'm never tweeting at you. Yeah. I'm terrified. I, yeah, this does not sound enjoyable for the interactor. You would have blocked Sessler for his headline the other day. Uh, who? What Brown was doing push-ups on James Harrison's back? I'll, Didn't mention. Take. I'll take the bullet for having written that headline <laughs> that appeared on Mobile. Sure. <laughs> you sure. are, by the way. I know you like Wes. You like to reference uh, Seinfeld. You're kind of like the soup Nazi of Twitter or the Twitter Nazi. I suffer for my tweets, and I want other people to suffer for them, too. Mm. <laughs> All right, moving forward. Hard Knocks. Uh, it was about this time last year. It was certainly in June that they announced who the Hard Knocks team was. So that's going to be coming any, any, uh, any day now, you would guess. But you could cross the Cleveland Browns off the list of potential Hard Knocks teams. Coach Mike Pettin told reporters over the weekend that his team was approached by HBO before they even drafted Johnny Manziel, but rejected an offer to star in the documentary series, which, by the way, is the greatest uh, football program in the history of the television medium. I stand by that. Greg, do you agree? I'd have to think, but I think that's a fair statement. Okay, this is the quote from Pettin. It was for the same reason we didn't feel super comfortable having a camera in the draft room. Let's get through the first time. Let's get through the first year. That was per Tom Reed of The Plain Dealer. Uh, Mark disappointed? No, I think. I mean, I think a lot of football fans would be relieved to find out that they're a team that they follow isn't doing hard knocks. I think it's a oh, distraction. I, really? I, I think that. so. I think it's a distraction. I hate that line of thinking because Why? it's never been proven that hard knocks has ever hurt a team. When you look at how the team did the following year, all it is is a portal into your favorite team. Like yeah. when I was a Jets fan, I'm a Jets fan, and when I watched it in 2011 or 2010, it was so fun to see what those guys were like. I, I can wish for nothing more upon an NFL fan to ha- than to have their team documented on that series. Personally. Unless you're a franchise that like needs to get off the schneid a little bit. I mean, Cleveland, whatever they do is gets massacred left and right. I can understand. Forget the fans' point of view because the fans have no say in this at all. I understand why the league had to put in a rule system where they can force a team to do it because most general managers and most coaches don't want this anything anywhere close to their organizational period. Also, it might be a little bit of a been there, done that for Pettin, who was the Jets' defensive coordinator mm. in 2010. Yeah. And he has the right to turn it down because he's a first-time head coach. All the first-time head coaches can turn it down. But I agree with Dan that it would be nothing better as a fan to watch your team on that show. And if for some reason that show had any negative effects... I mean, your team's not going to do much in the first place. Well, you asked me if I'm disappointed, and my answer was no. I haven't seen Hard Knocks much because I can't afford these high octane cable pack, high octane cable packages. <laughs> right, you you, look at you, isolationist. <laughs> you're just you're not you're, you're not enjoying but, the human experience. Okay, but I was gonna okay, say, Mr. Amazon Prime. Yeah, <laughs> come on, what, get HBO but on Amazon Prime. I was going to say that uh, I would put several episodes of Friday Night Lights up against any mm. football show ever put on television. Well, that's a different that's different. Okay. I mean kind of NFL, but Friday Night Lights is an incredible show. I agree with you on that. He's saying a non-fiction oh, okay. show, I think. Wesleyan also does not use technology. That is interesting by the way, though. So. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Richard Sherman is the Mark Richard Sherman is the man in NFL 2015 cover boy. Woo! Yeah. Unmoved by this. Um, he was, camp he this beat one. out Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. and some. I was on vacation, so I don't know. I'm a little hazy on this, but apparently they had a whole thing down in L.A. Live uh, where the Staples Center <laughs> is where they announced that Sherman had beaten out Newton, and Newton was there. Is, the, is that right? Not only Newt was Newton there, Richard Sherman was there. ESPN covered it live. Wes and I were in the office, and I said it at the time. I said... This is really America in a nutshell. If if we start struggling, there were hundreds and hundreds of fans pretending to cheer. I don't know if they were really fans or if they were just, you know, paid people to be in the audience to cheer an announcement of who is going to be on the cover of a video game. It if, seems kind of mind-boggling. If, if America landing on the moon was kind of our apex in terms of television, <laughs> this had to be the nadir, I yes. would think. Mark, here's more for your Luddite file. I have never played a game of Madden. Mm, interesting. I ha- did hear down in the newsroom that the G- Cam Newton was genuinely sad to lose. Because, oh, I could totally see that. Well, he is a real – he is a gamer, unlike Wes. He <laughs> chat goes on – which I am not either, so I'm not, I'm not 
Unlike me, he's also a preening schmo. Uh, you, you have this wow. anti-Cam thing. Although well, Cam is yeah, nice Sherman enough, is Mr. Wait, Humble. Cam goes online and plays fans in Madden. He, you know how you can get on and you oh, can yeah. like, play anyone? He is huge into that. He wanted to win this thing. And then, bang, Richard Sherman comes in and pulls the rug out. And all you sports bloggers, by the way, one point I have on this, that when, oh, they named the Madden cover boy, let me go hammer out my 300-word post on the Madden curse. You know, enough with the Madden curse. Let me just go over the last. Barry Sanders was on the cover last year, the 25th anniversary, alive. Didn't what did die. he do last year? He's alive. Calvin Johnson was the year before, set a receiving record. Peyton Hillis, the year before that. That was not a curse. Peyton Hillis was a terrible football player, it turned out. Mark, you agree? I don't know. It gets sort of some sort of voodoo strep throat thing hit, and then it all went south from there. All right, and then before that, throw, throw any cockamamie conspiracy theory out there, and Mark is on board. And then you had Drew Brees before that, and then a a uh, shared cover of Troy Palomalo and Larry Fitzgerald. So you know, calm down. How do these people get college degrees if they believe in these superstitions? <laughs> people are stupid. So that's it. So that's the news, folks. Let's move on. Making the leap. Big time, big time around the league. Series, written series. We quite enjoy doing it, and then we get to look back and see how we did when the season's over on predicting the guys that made the leap. Number 25, a very interesting choice, and I will kind of show you how the sausage is made. We'll let the people know that Chris Wesson kind of strong-armed this one onto the list. <laughs> Number 25, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Josh McCown, 34 years old. Going to make the leap. And Chris Wessling, explain to us why. Because typically, making the leap, we like to highlight a player that's a little younger than McCown, who's 34, and also has maybe not had that breakout year, which he, he did seem to have when he played in the seven games last year. Chris Wessling, a little outside the box thinking here. Explain to us why McCown kicks us off at number 25. He only started five games last year. And it's similar to Cordero Patterson, the last five games of last season, was in the top five in fantasy points. So there's some similarity there. They did it in small segments, but can McCown do it over a full season? NFL teams don't believe it because they he got a less of a contract than Matt Schaub. So he's not being paid as if NFL teams expect him to make the leap. But he did just have by far the best moments of his career. Yes. So that is the argument against it, that how could you do better – than you did with Mark Tressman in Chicago, where by some you know advanced metrics like QBR, which I think does have plenty of value, he was right there with the very top quarterbacks in the league. It's Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers. He was number one on that list. And there's McCown above them all. Yeah. I did like, Wes, I did like what you had to say. You kind of see him, and this is, you know, I'm not, I'm on board because I'm a team player, but the thing that <laughs> sold me where I, could, I wasn't going to fight it was you did mention Rich Gannon and what he was able to do early last decade with the Raiders where he, became, he went from a jag, just another guy, to an actual star and even an MVP. Um, and you compared him to potentially having that type of late career. I guess I'll throw it out there since I mentioned he won the MVP in 2002, Gannon. You don't think McCown could like really become that type of player, right, where he becomes a superstar quarterback this year? I think he could make a Pro Bowl if – the Bucks rookies, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins and Mike Evans, don't have a huge learning curve. I, I I went into this tape watching expecting to find weaknesses, plenty of them, and I saw not one. What did you hmm. learn from watching all of it that you didn't you know expect? Other than you know he's not making weaknesses, but what is it that you saw that impressed you so much that you were really fired up after you watched the tape? I loved that he is so willing to stand in the pocket and take a hit. And he he has great pocket awareness. I mean, Andrew Luck, like, it's it's crazy to compare him to a second-year quarterback or a third-year quarterback. Andrew Luck is one of the best I've ever seen at climbing the pocket and avoiding pressure. And McCown was like that. And he's just as athletic as Luck, maybe, maybe even more so. I thought this was a great way to open the series. And, A, it was controversial. And a lot, there was a lot of interest. Internally. You know, but but certainly externally too. I think it w- it was something that people said. Wait, what, McCown? But I agree with the with the premise because no matter what he did last season, most people don't think he'll come close to doing it again. They thought it was a fluke. It's like, oh, you know what, McCown got a nice contract off of that for him, 
and go and be a 16-game starter? Uh Uh-uh, it's not going to happen. This is going to quickly see him be replaced by Glennon. I like it because I don't care what the stats were last season. If he goes and plays 16 games and leads what is potentially a playoff-type Bucks team, then he has made the leap. I will play devil's advocate a little bit here. I wouldn't be stunned if by weeks they have a very capable backup, young backup that did things last year, Mike Lennon. It would not stun me if by Halloween Mike Lennon's starting also. Because, yes, while McCown played tremendously well last year, there were still those 12 years or whatever or 10 years before that told us that maybe he's not that guy and maybe he was in a perfect system with perfect players around him. So he, I don't imagine, despite getting a d- decent contract, that his leash is going to be too long here. I would, I would go against you and say that I would be absolutely shocked if Ooh, he is I sense pulled. a sandwich bet. Yeah, I after watching Glennon and watching McCown, McCown is way better than Mike Glennon. Mm. And they not just up, at basketball, right? Not just because I feel Glennon like Glennon would would struggle, even though he's got the height. He would the, also the, struggle as a dancer. The link that you threw up there on McCown <laughs> did make me think. All right, well, he's super athletic. He's the guy you're taking on five on five basketball. That can't be yeah. bad. But speaking of height, they they went out and got Mike Evans. You've got Safarian Jenkins, a tight end, another 6'6 guy, I think he is, Vincent Jackson, and you've got a great crop of running backs. That offense isn't that different than what the Bears did with him last year in terms of the weapons he's got to, to deal with. I like his chances to succeed. Easy sell for Sessler, who predicted big things for the Bucks last year. One year later, it's happening, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> I can't. When I make a correct prediction, sometimes, you know, when you see into the future, you see something for sure. It's like a mountain. You don't know how many miles away that is, ah, but mm. it is there. Ah, okay. Well, and I also will say we did an organic email chain today, which is award-winning organic email chain. Yeah. I will not specify the awards, but I will say we are a Stitcher award-winning podcast. And an iTunes best of 2013. And Gold Standard, they can never take that away from us. It's true. That, that, that goes true. on your ledger. You were running the ship at that point, right? I, no, I think, you know, I'm going to give that one to K-Rich. K-Rich you really guys can re- share. She laid the foundation there. Hey, y- you take the iTunes, she gets the Stitcher. I like that. And, and, and while we're here, if we talked about this. The guys, don't put us on your resume. <laughs> it's, you're, you're, you're there. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Maybe keep Mark on or something, but... I don't know. I just I don't want to be getting calls from various suitors across the soccer landscape that's of the fair. universe. Yeah, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want the NFL to have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, we did the organic email chain, and we asked because there are seven teams. This is a bit convoluted, but stick with us. There are seven teams <laughs> that are uh, starting mandatory minicamp this week, and of those seven teams, three teams: the Bucks, the Lions, and the Browns have new head coaches. So we did an email chain saying which of those three teams had the best chance of making the playoffs, and I think. For the most part, the majority won on the Bucks. There, that the Bucks are the team that are best set up here. Yes, I I said that basically because the Browns are the fourth worst team in their division, and the Lions are clearly the third the third best team in in the in their division. I don't think the opportunity is really there. I I took the Lions because I like their roster top to bottom. I don't think they have many weaknesses overall. Just a little. Because they're not really competing just with their division. They're competing with the Bucks. Uh, they're competing for wild card spots. And I don't think the Bears are necessarily some great team that's just going to stay ahead of Detroit. But the Bucks are going to be that team. They're going to be one of those teams that a lot of people pick trendy to the playoffs. Trying to be cute. Final, uh, final question for you guys before we move on. Tom Brady finished seventh in the NFL last season with a 87.7 passer rating. I will throw it to you, gentlemen. Josh McCown in 2014, will he be above or below 87.9 passer rating? And I start with Greg Rosenthal, who's groaning or making some type of horrible Kind of like Wes has a policy to not write about uh, Brandon Spikes or Joe Namath. He's got a whole list of people he does not write about. I have a policy to not talk about quarterback rating I, or even entertain it with anything because it's. I hate quarterback All rating. All right, Greg, what is the statistic if you had to choose one for quarterback? That. You set it up. You set it up. <laughs> I'm exhausted Greg's already. I need to go hands. back on vacation. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm going under anyways. Mark. I will play along with your question, Thank you, and I will go over. <laughs> Wow, you are in. I feel like you really set the ball right where it should be on this question. That's what Nicely I did. Done. I was a yeah. host. I'm yeah. back. I'm rejuvenated. I will take the over. 
So this guy is a Pro Bowl quarterback, according to Wes and Mark. No, I said he could make the Pro Bowl, but it depends on the receivers. You don't have to have – there are plenty of guys who had quarterback ratings over 87.9 who did not make the Pro Bowl. Sure, ever. but if McCown has that type of season – I will. We will totally admit. Mm-hmm. Not only should he have made the leap, made the list. He should have been even higher than twenty-five, and you will be proven right. So we'll and see. I'll, yeah, I'll say for the record, I'm also saying under. But we'll see in the gold standard over under eighty-seven point nine. <laughs> under. <laughs> Bang. Three, I think two, this is a good. Rules. This is a good idea for another uh, segment. We'll over under. I like that. Over under. I think I feel like we've done that before, haven't we? Hey, whatever. I feel like what that goes astray of what the league would want us to use as terminology for We're segments. just talking about stats, uh, but that's fair. We're just wasting time now because that's it. This is time. It is a historic moment. It is the Gold Center's last go-around as the facilitator. Let's call him that, the facilitator of Win West's Toaster. We're going to play the game now. And this is for people that have not played Win West's or heard Win West's Toaster before. It is a game of skill and valor in which we have contestants and listeners of the show that call in and try to take Wes down in trivia, six, six trivia questions. Um, Wes is in ownership of a official NFL, now defunct, it's a collector's item, NFL toaster that somehow, almost by magic, can uh, imprint logos of all 32 NFL teams upon your white bread. Any type of bread. It's a one-of-a-kind toaster. You can find on eBay a toaster which will imprint your team's logo, mm-hmm. but not all 32 teams. That's a different ball right. game altogether. You might wake up and you're feeling, eh, it's a little Titans this morning, you know? <laughs> I don't think anyone's feeling ever feeling like a little it. Titans. Now, there's someone that's thinking loophole right now. They're saying, I can buy all 32 toasters for each team, and then I could have it all. But that's not cost-effective. This toaster has everything you need all in one. Wes has it. If you beat him in trivia... In Win West's toaster, you get that toaster, not a toaster that has that ability. The toaster. We'll send out a picture with the right. Podcast and actually, today. West tweeted his out, tweeted a photo out of the box. It's never come out of the box yet, and uh, that's the game. So the gold standard. That's where he comes in. He he screened players, uh, contestants on uh, on his work day. He was calling people at his desk, and we have a good crowd here. Yeah, you know, I I'm feeling I'm feeling relatively confident, as confident as one can feel against this wizard of a man. He's not selling it anymore. <laughs> if if I was a contestant, look at this man. He's there's football seeping right, out of his hot. ears. I've he's heard really you, I've heard you sold them before. Basically, if you're listening somehow, <laughs> you are a contestant. If they're on the line and you're hearing this, you should take it as motivation. That no one, yeah. that Zach didn't believe in you. This like is when, bulletin board material. Yeah, it's like yeah. when people were taunting LeBron when he got the cramps and had to sit out the end of game one. He used that as fuel. So this is your fuel. Gold Sander, who do we have? Let's start the game. First up, we've got a gentleman named Ryan. He's he's actually, his handle is Iron Lung Ryan. And I'm not Ooh. sure what to make out of that, but it does sound like... Is he deeply like, ill? Well, he sounds like a man who made it through the elimination chamber relatively scathed. <laughs> so, Definitely scathed situation. Is Iron, Iron Lung Ryan, is he an Eagles fan? Ooh, I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll have to ask him. I, I think, right, well, I think I'm familiar with his Twitter stylings. Ooh. Yeah, I am too. Saucy. Ooh, some apprehension in those voices. Hmm. Let's get him on the line. Let's do it. You only get one chance to pick up the phone for this game as well. So if Ryan's smart, he will answer the phone. Hello? Ryan. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? This is Dan Hansis and the rest of the heroes of the ATL podcast. How are you, buddy? What up, boys? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. So you you. you are taking on Chris Wessling for the right to uh, steal his toaster, his beloved toaster. And end the game. Ryder loves toast. Yes. <laughs> i got to win this. Yes. We should point out, if you win it, and I really hope you do, especially today, then the game is over. There's no more Win Wes's for Toaster. Li- yeah, for listeners that aren't aware, Greg dislikes the game. Uh, <laughs> at least at least he says he does. I think he secretly adores it, but he's he's playing a character. It's a bit. <laughs> it's grown on him. And, he, and he's, yeah, he's really playing it up. But, yeah, the game does end if Ryan can take down Wes. Hey, Ryan, have you... Uh, so you know the game, you know the rules of the game? Is it anything like win Fred's money or win Ben Stein's money? It's similar. I will give you the rules. Here you go. So you get okay. – uh, we'll start with you. You'll get six questions, and uh, you have a one-minute time limit, and Mark Sessler is our time we call him. Is that accurate? Is that a real word? 
It is now. Yeah. Uh, you have 60 seconds, six questions. You can pass and come back to questions. Uh, when you're done, you'll stop, and the at the uh, tiebreaker will be used for the amount of time that you took to get the questions right. So after that, we'll bring in Wes, and Wes will get the same six questions. Sounds good. All right, so let's do it. So Chris Wessling, be gone. How it's confident are you, by the way, Ryan? Well, I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve that uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to use to get this thing done. Right. Hopefully not a smartphone. Ryan, this... I'm like, oh, no, 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 not like that. Not, not cheating. It's just uh, <laughs> uh, tactical. Uh, when Wes comes back, I'm going to talk a little smack to him, try to throw him Oh, oh I like that. Words. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right, so Mark Sessler, you are on the clock. So you tell us when, the, when to begin, and we'll go through the questions. All right, three, two, one, and go. Who is the last starting quarterback to lead the Browns to a winning record? Derek Anderson. This city was recently awarded the Super Bowl in the year 2018. Minnesota. More specific? I'm sorry, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Eric Dickerson set the NFL single-season rushing record in 1984. What record did he break? Whose record did he break? O.J. Simpson. Adrian Peterson won the NFL MVP award in 2012. Who was the last non-quarterback to win MVP? Uh, Michael Strahan. Who is the head coach of the Detroit Lions? Jim Caldwell. Josh McCown has played for five NFL teams before signing with the Buccaneers. Name four of them. Ten seconds. Arizona, Chicago, New York Jets, San Diego Chargers. All right. Stop the clock. Comes in under 60 seconds, too, at 57.44. 57.44, and you got four questions correct, it looks like. I'll that take was it. solid. Solid four. So now we will bring back Chris Wessling, and I'll let you know, Ryan, when All he sits right. down, because I don't want him to miss any of this. <laughs> Wessling, come back. He's got an evil beard working. And confidence. There's swagger. It's undeniable. The swagger in play right now by Chris Wessling. All right. Wessling is sitting down. Ryan, we will not say. We never say, Chris. I know you always want to know how many. I will not say how Ryan did, but uh, Ryan, you have the floor. I'll say it. Chris, I bombed. I don't believe uh, you. It's gonna, it's gonna be an easy, it's gonna be an easy game for you. Hey, how <laughs> many so, brothers do you? How many brothers do you have? I have six brothers. How many of them are married or have kids? <laughs> Three. Well, uh, well, do you do you enjoy making your mother sad? Don't you want her to, to have a young Chris Junior that she could cuddle in her arms? Wow! I actually had this co- to, I had this conversation with my mom on Mother's up? Day, and she is not sad. Ah. She well, seemed pretty happy with the way things have worked out for me. <laughs> that was a pretty nice judo, judo maneuver, I'll give you that. Use my momentum against me. Either way, give Aaron another chance. Give her a call. Ooh, ah, Aaron. <laughs> and Aaron gets brought into the mix. <laughs> Whoa. Springs, maybe. I, I like that Ryan is trying Jedi mind tricks to get trying me off. Right, Ryan. Ryan will have to cut you off there, but I, I'll tell you what. Great Gold job. Standard's head is exploding by the glass. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> so, I'm off my chair. Yeah, so if, if it got to the Gold Standard, Wes is a little red, but he did handle the attack well. And let, let, Make no bones about it. That was an attack. All right, here we go. Here we go, and let us know, Mark. All right, 2-1 and go. Who is the last starting quarterback to lead the Browns to a winning record? Bernie Kosar. This city was recently awarded the Super Bowl in 2018. Minneapolis? Eric Dickerson set the NFL single-season rushing record in 1984. Whose record did he break? O.J. Simpson. Adrian Peterson won the NFL MVP award in 2012. Who was the last non-QB to win MVP? Harry Sanders. Who is the head coach of the Detroit Lions? Jim Caldwell. Josh McCown has played for five NFL teams before signing with the Buccaneers. Name four of them. Raiders, Cardinals, Bears, Panthers. Stop the clock. Thirty-seven ninety-one. Mm. Wes gets it with a tie. Wes got it. Yeah, he got four. He needed the four, and he got it. And on the tiebreaker, because he did it in thirty-seven seconds, oh. Chris Wesling keeps his toaster. <laughs> wow! And that was one of the most dramatic ones that, for multiple reasons, but it came down to. A difficult number six that Wesley came through. Wes, you look like a man vindicated. 
I don't feel vindicated. What did I get wrong? The MVP question? All right. These are the wrong responses. Uh, actually, Ryan had the number one right. It was Derek Anderson was the Browns quarterback in 2007. Ah, good call. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson was the last non-quarterback uh, b- uh, before Adrian Peterson. And uh, that's it. You guys all had the rest of the answers. Jim Caldwell was the coach of the Lions. The five teams that McCown has played for before the Bucks: Bears, Panthers, Raiders, Lions, and Cardinals. That one tripped up Ryan and ultimately cost him the toaster. <clears throat> Ryan, now that you've been vanquished by the great Chris Wessling, final words. Uh, love you guys, uh, especially uh, Wes and uh, Rosenthal from the Roto World days. And Wes also is dear to my heart as uh, someone who is a uh, football agnostic. Ooh. I was a, uh, I'm a former Cincinnati Bengals fan as well. I learned right. a lot from him, telling yeah. his uh, wisdom on Twitter. I feel like Great I follow. recognize your, your Twitter handle from over the years, and you're definitely the best contestant we've ever had on this. I, I feel like you got robbed a little bit, but I'll uh, but, I'll hold back on, on my thoughts there. Greg Barry's all former contestants. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Well, Ryan, thank all you very right. much for calling in. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, guys. Maybe that would have gone better for Ryan had he spent all weekend writing a making right. a leap on... Josh McCown. That that's uh, where I held my tongue. There, you were thinking the same. And by the way, I would have known that. Very interesting. The way the committee all puts it together <laughs> in an effort to keep Wes's toaster and, and keep the game going. I would have known Josh McCown's four teams before I did that making uh, elite piece. A, couple, a couple of thoughts. Number one, if Ryan would have gotten that answer correct. He would have won. That would have been right. over. And it would have no matter what Wes would have done. You just proved my point. And Not he had really. a disadvantage at that. Why is that at, a disadvantage? Because he, he, didn't, know it. he didn't write 700 words on Josh McCown this oh, week. Oh, stop it. And by the way, Sham, who uh, <laughs> once beat and then was beaten by Wes. Never uh, beat me. Never beaten. Technically, he does own a toaster. Uh, he would like to say that maybe he was the greatest uh, contestant no, ever. I disagree. But he Ryan didn't... certainly put up a great fight, and he tried to get under Wes's skin. That was, that was yeah. skillful. That's that what was I'm a saying. Nice he added the entertainment value. <laughs> All right, Gold Standard, that was a nice one. That was good. Great battle. Ryan put up a great effort. Who else do we have? Well, right now we've got a gentleman by the name of Clint Ward up, and uh, – you know, he's got the cover of Born to Run as his Twitter avatar, so I'm sure he's uh, he's a willing challenger here. Yes, as someone that spent a lot of time with the Jersey Shore myself and a big boss fan, I'm excited about this. He's a easy guy to root for for me. Wes, your One thoughts? of my favorite <laughs> album covers of all time. Yes, Wes and I have uh, drank lager while listening to Bruce and playing cornhole in our past together. <laughs> That's a true story. Clint, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Um, what are, You're familiar with Win Wes's Toaster, the game of skill and valor? <laughs> Absolutely. I know you are. You're a regular listener, and uh, and uh, we appreciate you. And Chris Wesley is coming off a very big victory, and he actually was even talking a little uh, – he was talking some trash. What was the exact wording, Mark? I believe he, he said, said he was going to put a cigarette or a cigar out on the, on the next opponent's <laughs> head for him. <laughs> it was very close, though. West just won in a tiebreaker, Clint, so that should give but, you some confidence. He's on the ropes yes, right now. And, but what Wes is now saying now is after that scare – He's now going to assert his dominance to remind everyone. Clint, you're in a difficult spot. I think there's no way around it right now. Well, I'll try my best. I'll give it 110%. All right. Wes, <laughs> be gone. Behind the glass, Wes heads off. All right, Clint, best of luck. We will start when Mr. Sessler, the timistician, tells us. Three, two, one, and go. Both the Rams and Raiders left Los Angeles following what season? 1994. Who led the NFL in sacks last season? Uh, Robert Quinn. Oh, no, uh, Robert Mathis, sorry. Name the Saints' special teams player who had a key block punt in the team's return to the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina. Ooh, uh, pass. Okay, who was the NFL commissioner prior to Roger Goodell? Uh, Paul Tagliabue. The Redskins had a different quarterback in each of their three Super Bowl wins. Name them. Uh, Mark Rippin, Joe Theismann, and Doug Williams. Name the home of the 49ers' new stadium opening this season. Um, Santa Clara. All right, do you want to go back? Uh, yeah. Um, Na- name the Saints special teams player who had a seconds. key blocked punt and the teams returned to the Superdome after Katrina. Roman Harper. Okay, stop the clock. We logged in at 57 seconds, 57.25 seconds. I'm going to go to the judges. Um, Greg Rosenthal, 
who led the NFLs in sacks last season? He said Robert Quinn oh, first, he, and then corrected himself and said Robert. No, Mathis. that's good. He corrected himself. That's definitely okay. Good. Yep. Then we'll take it. So that gives Clint four out of six. A very nice showing again. Um, the gold standard really brought the contestants. Good job, Clint. Let's bring Chris Wessling back in now. Chris Wessling walking back in after a great challenge, his first game. Now Clint has showed up. Wes, I don't often do this, but just this one time. Do you want to know how many Clint got right? No. Okay, I wasn't going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so at the clock, Mark, we'll begin. Two, one, and go. Well, actually, before we start, Clint, do you have any anything you want to say to Wes? Do you have any some withering insults um, or anything? The last guy tried to really insult me and get me thrown off my game. Clint seems like a nice guy, but I can. I'm kind of a Chris Wesleyan uh, fanboy, I guess. Yeah, oh, all right. we all are. As, wow. as we all are. I think Ryan was, too, which made it even more twisted. I love it. <laughs> All right, here we go. At the time. And go. Both the Rams and Raiders left Los Angeles following what season? 1989. Who led the NFL in sacks last season? Robert Mathis. Name the Saints special teams player who had the key block punt and the team's return to the Superdome after Katrina. Pass. Who was the NFL commissioner prior to Roger Goodell? Paul Tagliabue. The Redskins had a different quarterback in each of their three Super Bowl wins. Name them. Doug Williams, Joe Theismann, Mark Rippin. Name the home of the 49ers' new stadium opening this season. Levi Stadium. All right, going back. Pass. <laughs> okay, done. stop the clock. 32 seconds. Oof. That's four again, right? That is another tie and another tiebreak win. For wow, West. another tiebreaker win the second I of the day. I don't want to waste time trying to guess that same special teamer because I don't know. Okay. Uh, something yeah, I have no idea. First, uh, the name of the special teams player is Steve Gleason. Oh, oh. I, I should have guessed him. Yes. Yeah, that was the clock. I think getting to you there. If you yeah. really thought, if you listened to the the question, but yeah, the Rams and Raiders left L.A. following the '94 season. Robert Mathis, you gentlemen both got. Paul Tagliabue, you both got. You both got all three quarterbacks. Uh, Greg, you were right downstairs to say they need to get all three. And Levi Stadium West, by the way, wins the stadiums. How ironic! I, th I thought it was the location. That's uh, my bad. Uh, uh, if so. The stadium answer got you through. Clint got that one wrong. You got it right. I wouldn't have got Levi. Anyway. I, I think I could name 25 or 30 stadiums oh now my. because of Dan's influence. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, Wes, you will forever have that to thank, your ability to name stadiums. Clint, an excellent challenge Great you put job. up. Thank you. And you, thank you for listening, buddy. He came in humble, and then he knocked out with the year that the Raiders in Oakland left. When he said, when he got that right, I thought, Ooh, we could have an upset. Well, oh, that's also, I thought it was impressive because I'm born in 1986. So. Wow. That is pretty good. <laughs> Clint, thank yeah. you. And uh, what's thank your you. favorite Springsteen album? Um, Darkness on the internet. Me too. Man, we got to hang out. Let's get a beer sometime. <laughs> yeah, we should. All right, man. Good job, Clint. Thanks, Clint. Bye. Gold Center, you want to talk about, first of all, two points. There are different ways to go about this game. And we just showed <clears throat> Ryan and Clint went two different ways. Both put up a nice challenge. So it just goes to show you can go with a hard edge. You could be humble and, uh, you know, Tom Brady-like, and they work both ways. Gold Sander, great job with the elimination chamber. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You know, special occasion, because, Wes, you did such a great job keeping your toaster. But since it is Gold Sander's last week, why don't we just take it up one more notch? We've got to. We wanted to give one last challenge to Chris Wessling, and we wanted to do it with a special guest, a special guest challenger. And, Mark Sessler, what did we decide? Well, what is the best possible matchup with the highest stakes that would involve the listener? It is a matchup of Chris Wesley versus his boss. Ooh. <laughs> Greg Rosen. Scientist battle! It's like the... Face Scientist it, heat! It's like facing the end boss in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I didn't love this idea downstairs oh, at I'm all. I'm sure Greg. you don't. I'm not coming into it with confidence. I would not put a sandwich on this. Wes is, is the trivia guy. Greg barely agreed to do this. And while Mark and I were coming up with the questions, Greg was nervously overhearing what we were saying. And be like, he kept well, on saying, oh, you're going to screw me. You're trying to screw they're, me. They're trying to set me up here. No, he's that's like, not true. He's like, no. he's like a ruler that is now facing peril at the end of a long war, and he starts to worry that his own troops are against him. There's a lot of paranoia involved. Well, Greg. Can I, we can I, we topple the statue of Greg Rosenthal in the newsroom? <laughs> I've I've played along with uh, our contestants, and I almost never beat Wes. I think there's only one one time that I would take care of him, and he's very quick. So fair I, enough. I come in this with my eyes wide open, but and you're going to clear my mind. It. You're going to give it a shot, 
And um, Wes is on a long winning streak. We've had one other in-house challenger, Damashek, who did not even come close to competing <laughs> because he was unable to be quick enough with his responses, as I recall. Greg Rosenthal knows the rules better than anyone. Sheck took the whole minute to answer two questions. <laughs> well, it is a little different because, you know, it's different that it's not someone calling in, but the same rule applies. This game is over if I win. That's true. <laughs> because well, if Greg wins, he gets the toaster, and you know the toaster will be incinerated immediately. Win Greg's toaster. <laughs> yeah. So let's do this thing. So, I mean, how exciting is this? You could feel oh, it. Oh, it's – We had such a great time coming up with the questions. And uh, what a gift to you on your way out no, the door. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. It means a lot. All right. Wes, would you like to – yep, he's going to head out. Look at Wes. A champion. <laughs> Proud champion walks out. Greg? All right. I don't know what I should do here. Mentally prepare. Make sure hey, Greg's about, TV. About, yeah. yeah, let's start by shutting down your computer in the internet. I did. I just turned it <laughs> down. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to be fair. We thought these questions were fair for you and Wes equally. And now we will go. And the scientist showdown has begun. Mark, oh. it's time. <laughs> you have one job, <laughs> Mark. Okay. Hey, listen. One job. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Who started a quarterback for the Patriots against Jim McMahon's Bears in Super Bowl Twenty? Tony Eason. Who coached the Chargers to their last Super Bowl appearance? Bobby Ross. In the book Collision Low Crossers, Jets coaches are stunned when Rex, Ryze Rex Ryan chose this Mark Sanchez bow with the team's seventh-round pick. Scotty McKnight. Who intercepted Richard Sherman's pass deflection to clinch the Seahawks' NFC Championship game win over the Niners? Malcolm Smith. Who coached the Jets in 2000 after Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick split town? Um, man, I know this. <laughs> Pass. During his rookie season, Big Ben replaced who as Pittsburgh's starting QB? Tommy Maddox. And Pete Carroll? <laughs> Stop the clock. Oh, I choked on the Jets. 56.19 seconds. Five out of six. Mm. Well done. Rose well done. Tremendous. I thought you delivered under pressure. Wow. You're going to kick yourself. No, I know. I know. All right. Bring him in. Nice showing. I thought you were going to sweep it there. I did too. All right. Okay. Wes comes back in the room. Take a look at Greg's face. I want to see your, if uh, you could tell if he did well or not. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, he's, he's doing the, he almost the got Antoine Walker chair. shimmy. Oh, Greg no. has like a multicolored aura beaming off oh, his body right the now. Antoine Walker shimmy. That's not good news I'll say for me. this, and I never say what Wes um, is up against, but I'll say if Wes wins again, it will be his greatest defense ever. It has to be poster. called that. Wow. All right. Do you want to know how many got right? Nope. That wasn't You're not going to tell me. Okay. At the, at the Shall spot. we proceed? Yes. Three, two, one, and go. Who started a quarterback for the Patriots against Jim McMahon's Bears Tony in Super Bowl Twenty? Who coached the Chargers to their last Super Bowl appearance? Bobby Ross. In the book Collision Low Crossers, Jets coaches are stunned when Rex Ryan chose this Mark Sanchez pal with the team's seventh-round pick. Uh, Scotty McKnight. Who intercepted Richard Sherman's pass deflection to clinch the Seahawks' NFC Championship game win over the Niners? Pass. Who coached the Jets in 2000 after Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick split town? Pete Carroll. During his rookie season, ben, Big Ben replaced who as Pittsburgh's Tommy starting Maddox. quarterback? You want to go back? Pass. Greg Rosenthal won the toaster! Did I? Greg Rosenthal got five out of six. Chris Wessling, who coached the Jets in 2000 after Bill Bel Parcells and Bill Belichick split town... Al Groh, oh. <laughs> and Malcolm Smith had the interception in the NFC title game. That's wow. what I'm talking Four about. Four for Wes, That's five for Rosenthal. <laughs> Greg wins the toaster. Wow. It's over. Oh, my Go God. Oh. Go to England, gold oh. standard. End on this. Oh, no. The great tragedy has occurred in the oh. worst possible situation. I think it's uh. safe to say this product this game show will never appear on this podcast ever again now that greg is in control everyone on twitter greg wants to destroy win west's toaster game you have to tell greg not to let it happen the gold standard hashtag the hashtag save wwt Boom. get it started up <laughs> but let's not let's not linger on that for now greg the floor is yours well i was so confused i thought you had it wrong i thought west beat me but uh the al grow questions tripped us both up I sat there just trying to think about that for a while. 
Very confusing. And it all came back to strategy for Wessling, who instead of guessing who had that interception, Malcolm Smith in the NFC title game, you decided to pass and go for the tiebreaker. I wasn't going to guess Malcolm Smith anyway. It would have probably been Cam Chancellor or Byron Maxwell. A wise move by Wessling to uh, lose to his boss. A wise career <laughs> move. Devastating. Move. Devastating I loss love it. for Wessling. Scotty McKnight with the Malcolm Smith one. That felt good. <laughs> Well, wow. yes. Tony Eason started Super Bowl twenty for the Patriots. Bobby Ross was the coach of the Chargers. Scotty McKnight was the Jet player uh, from Collision Low Crossers. Malcolm Smith had the interception. Al Groh and Tommy Maddox Al Groh, was replaced. Wow. Wow. Got that. I, I would know. imagine there are already tweets out there Despite about not a, even rem- it. a rematch. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can't just go... This is billed for a reason. Have you noticed that Dan manages to work a Jets question mm. in there on every edition well, of Mark? Was, there's two Jets <laughs> Mark, would you like to say what really happened? Dan isn't responsible for the Algoro question. That was a great. Really? I did collision low crosses. Then he came up with the other question, and I said, two Jets question? He said, yeah, stick it to them because they don't like the Jets. Wow. Well, that was a great question because it stumped me for 20 seconds. I wasted, and you got it wrong. Wow. Yeah. So that's it. The, the toaster will change hands, and we will... Uh, post video or photo of the of the toaster changing hands, <laughs> Wes. I will say this: you have been a proud champion, and you have nothing to be ashamed of. Well, even Ali won- lost once in a while. Yes, and if Greg uh, uh, s- feels uh, that maybe you deserve a rematch one of these days, and the scientists mm. can square off again, it will be <laughs> it will be bigger than uh, the rematch of Ali versus was it Norton. That's my boxing knowledge on display. It will be the biggest rematch in the history. We need a we need our version of the Rumble in the Jungle. Exactly. The Thriller in Manila. This is good for the sport. Wes yes. West was a very humble champion. Everyone loved playing with him. I will be the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you will be tired of me. Gonna see is, this. He's gonna, he would rather hold this over my head than do a rematch. <laughs> um, all right, Gold Center, I'll give you the last word on this. Yeah. Um, well. I feel sort of empty right now inside, kind of mm. like when The Undertaker lost. Um, <laughs> Wes, you were a phenomenal champion. You embodied all that is great in the sport. Uh, thank you the for sport. your service. <laughs> yeah, it's you know we're, we're abiding, to my knowledge, by WBO rules similar to boxing. So, Greg, you have six months with the toaster until you actually have to put it up mm. for a fight. Ooh, interesting. Mm. It's fair. I uh, like the uh, as gold clause. standard's last gift to us. He. He tells everyone what the rules are of this game. I definitely am going <laughs> to use Buster Douglas after he won the title as my <laughs> model. Get really fat. Eat yourself into a diabetic coma. Low-level video game made it yeah. by you. Let's take a Genesis. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. We're out of here. Everyone, uh, you know, before, if you're listening to this in the car, pull over and take some deep breaths because this was a stunner. We'll be, we'll be back on Wednesday for the Gold Standards final show with the Around the League podcast. Until then, this is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, the sizzler, the boss, or the champion, and the gold <laughs> standard behind the glass. Until then. But I also was looking with. I almost called him Black Swan, Gold Standard. (laughs) (laughs) No, my mind is a mess today. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.